But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, we use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, Ole, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! Is leave time time? I don't know why I do that. I feel like that's not cool. I feel like it's a little racist, but I it's also part of the brand now, so... Um, is it paying homage? I don't know, but I, I, uh, I like it. I don't feel like it is. I need to stop. I need to stop doing that like immediately. That that's what needs. But to do happen. you want to come in like it's Lima time time? Like, you don't want to do that. No, because it's definitely this is definitely not radio. So we don't want to have like I don't know audio drops uh, of like people laughing or some pop culture reference that nobody will understand. So I don't know. Maybe, it, maybe it's okay. Well, we have a little, we have a little in, we can ask. Well, I mean, I, yeah, we do have a little it's, it's in. A, maybe, I mean, I can come up with it. It's Lima. It's Lima time time. It's Lima. It's Lima time time. Brought to you by Bravado Spice. Nope. That won't work. I'm out. I, I just actually I'm, just, if, <laughs> If you'll check your inbox, you just received my letter of resignation. <laughs> I love it. That that's it from now. I'm gonna isolate that audio, and that's gonna be the new. That's gonna be the, at least the intro for the next episode. Ah uh, hell, so whatever. What at this point, whatever. At this point, uh, you, you, use it. <laughs> what? Just yeah, send it out. Spam, spam people. Try to get send it with Nigerian princes. I don't care. I, at this point, I've I've lost all whatever. Yeah. It's episode 40, so people know what they're going to get. Like, I don't think anyone's stumbling onto Lima Time Time now that doesn't know sort of what this is about. So I, I disagree. I, every week, somebody's like, I didn't know you knew stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I get that I'm kind of a piece of shit and that I clown around. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not doing this podcast because I don't know what I'm talking about. But I, I love I love those tweets. They're just like, yeah, you you yeah. I was surprised that uh, you knew the uh, the war on that stuff. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a sabermetrician <laughs> like James. The well, actually, I'm no sabermetrician. You are, you are one. The best is when I get on uh, on Alan Michael's show and we just talk about how you're a math nerd, and that's my and we just and then we just talk about witchcraft and like conspiracy theories and possums. <laughs> It's literally the best radio yeah. gig on earth. I cannot wait to return to doing that this year. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing about my my as far as like advanced metrics and baseball go. You know how like in when you were in like a foreign language class in high school, and uh, maybe it was French, maybe it was Spanish, maybe you took German, that you would just learn the order of words and you knew what you know what certain words meant, but you couldn't put them together in like a coherent sentence. Like I know what war means and I know sort of what the the fan graphs metrics are but if you ask me to explain them I'd be like uh, a negative is bad and a positive is good and and then I'd mouth breathe for the rest for the rest of the time so well yeah I, I took Latin so Cachilius Sesson Horto Canis Estenwia um that's Cachilius is in the Cachilius is in the garden and the dog language. is uh, in the street so there you go learn some latin today my uh, fellow lima time time listeners 
<laughs> I took three years of Latin. I love that. I loved it. It's the best. But that's neither here nor there. I love having nice good audio. Language. I can do there, and I can do like the, the the Alec Baldwin shit. <laughs> Talk about our sponsors. Hey, Bravado Spice. They got spices. They got rubs. They got rubs. They got spices. <laughs> I just wrote that. Yeah, guys, hire me. Like I'm really good at this stuff. Like I was born to do this. No, um, they are the best. Like, yeah, they don't give us all the money that we probably deserve because of the amount of... There's no sacks. No sacks of money yet. But um, if we told you how many uh, listens that we had, we're, we're not ready to do that yet. But we are overwhelmed with how many people have listened to this show. So just know that there's some notoriety and bravados, they're, they're getting... Uh, they're getting out there, and I, I don't want to say that all these new deals that they're closing are because of us, but I'm also going to go on the record and say they are 100% unequivocally because of the Lima Time Time podcast, and I suggest you just get on board because we're on board, they're on board, go get the sauces, bravadospice.com, at bravadospice, they're the best people in the world, um, they helped me in Astro Twitter Madness, which I swore I didn't care about, and then spent literally <laughs> 10 hours of my life fighting to the death on something that I inherently didn't care about and I I'm conflicted with myself but bravadospice.com go to bravadospice and then also uh we have a a new uh, potential partnership with a a cool company called they're doing audiograms and they're and they're pulling um they're pulling different segments from from podcasts and shows and make it into a, a cool little visual thing while you're listening to the clip. Um, I posted one on my Facebook. I'll try to share it. Um, it was about me talking shit about the Dallas Cowboys, which we all should agree. We all should agree with. Um, um, they're really cool, uh, and I look forward to uh, working with them in the future. And uh, there's some fun stuff ahead for the Lima Time Time, Lima Time, Time podcast. We're uh, we're not amateurs anymore. We we're all grows up. We're all grows up. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's our show. Did you ever expect it to go, it, it, it get here? I really didn't. It, we actually got better than we were supposed to be fast. Yeah, uh, I thought it would be... No, I thought it would be good. I, I thought we. I thought we'd make it a... a I mean, the, the longer... like Once we made it past, like, May... Then I thought we're we're good. Well, like when the Astros struggled early, like I thought, okay, there's we're sort of losing steam here. Um, but no, but that's when everybody loved us. I can't I can't yeah, tell you I how many times people were like, dude, like I it's really annoying when the Astros are winning because you guys aren't bitching. <laughs> Which makes sense because I mean. Nobody likes, you know, sunshine and rainbow radio or, uh, you know, just sports talk in general. But, um, no, when when we first started talking about the idea of the project, we were, we instantly thought it would work. So I'm really lying about this. I We knew it would be good. I think we knew it would be good, but I thought we'd be, I I, I feel like we both thought this is going to be a, cra- a gravy train of success. And it, not that it would be easy, but it would be 
it would be fun to pick out topics that were positive and then there wasn't a whole lot of positive early on and we sort of powered through and we kind of found a groove yeah we uh Stella did get in fact her groove back but um but yeah now we're like we're making deals and we got sponsors and uh you know I'm signing autographs outside of Chipotle's like it's getting a little bit ridiculous and you know what <laughs> I'm happy about it I've I've come to love Astros Twitter. I talked a lot of shit last year, just and it was really just to rile them up, just to see what they would say. Nobody ever hated me, so it was prison rules. You had, I had you to come had in to and say somebody. like, look, like I, I'm 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 new here, like you need to respect me, or you'll get cut with a thing that I made out of a toothbrush that I filed down in my room under my bed <laughs> while my roommate Juan watched. And that's not racist. It could have been anybody, but Juan was his name. Um. <laughs> that was my weapon of choice. And just to segue off this, um, Houston comic Ali Sadiq. I want everybody that listens to this to go to YouTube and look up Ali Sadiq. Mexicans, the Mexicans got boots on. A clip on YouTube. Just look it up and trust me on this, and then thank me. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay. So we, we took care of our, our obligations as far as sponsors are concerned. Now we can try to embarrass them. So uh, we need to talk about what happened Sunday night. So we had, it was an hour and 21 minutes. I know that for an absolute fact. And Pat's audio, like we did the dry run and it worked really well. People seemed to like it because we didn't really talk about anything other than hatred, which Astros Twitter loves nothing more than to hate. Would you agree? Fuck the Rangers. <laughs> exactly. So we recorded the whole episode and it was it was a it was a pretty good episode. I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't our best, but it it was strong. It was strong to quite strong, to be honest. And <clears throat> Pat's audio came in. I hit save. I use GarageBand and Pat uses Audacity. So there's a little bit of file conversion and dropboxing. Like we do work. I mean, let's let's be honest here. Like we're this isn't a joke for us. So there, there's some conversion that goes on. I like, like I said, I hit save. I did not hit save as. And apparently, a fun little glitch, a little Easter egg that GarageBand provides is that if you hit save and not save as and save it as a different file name, uh, it will straight up delete your audio. Or insert an insane drum solo. It's one of the two. Unfortunately, we got the one where it deletes the audio. We didn't get the drums. We did yes. not get the drum solo. Um, Definitely no drum solo. You know, we, we lost on that one. But yeah, I agree. It was a it was a good show. But you know, we didn't really lose because we got to talk Astros baseball for an hour and a half. So whether you got to hear it or not, we know we know That's it was right. made. This is like the. Uh, this is like the hidden Jimi Hendrix tapes where he's in the studio <laughs> and just did some crazy shit that nobody will ever know about except the people that were there. Well, me and James were there, and uh, and you weren't. But mm-hmm. uh, we're tr- we're in a small we're in a small club in Hamburg listening to the Beatles play one of their first yep. shows. So we're we're trying to get this all uh, fixed, and we're excited for you to actually hear us in uh, how are we sound. I don't know what that. Audio file. I don't know what the right word is. Well, the crazy thing is that it. I had your audio, but but I lost mine, and I was the one sitting here in front of the computer that was recording. So, I I 
found some things to, I found a couple of ways to try to recover it. It couldn't be recovered. And, and we thought about, okay, do I go back and just use Pat's audio from Sunday night and try to re-record my part? And it seems stupid. So, so yeah, let's just, let's come to the conclusion that it was not my fault, surprisingly my fault. to all of us. Um, Correct. Uh, I, it wasn't my fault. It was, in fact, James' fault, and that's okay. And he doesn't yeah. – he works hard. He's got a lot of things going on, um, and we're just going to give him a pass. So everybody Thank send you. him friendly tweets and uh, just support him in, in his tough time. They, he's, he's coaching championship teams. He's teaching the kids I'm of America. I'm watching season five of West Wing and debating whether or not I want to get into <laughs> politics because I love tort reform. I love tort reform now, and I got to get into it. So I, this is like compare the two. I'm hanging on by a very thin thread. I'm not gonna lie. Like I've, my sanity is in the next three weeks. My sanity's at stake, which could be good for you. Dear I also listener. bought a uh, a Bartlett Hoynes '98 shirt. Like that's where that like, that's where I'm at in this life. I've watched West Wing like seven. Aaron Sorkin makes me like just feel inferior as a man and a writer. And I wrote a tweet earlier that just said that you know have you ever uh, written a spec script for West Wing just to see how bad of a writer you are? If you write, I dare you to try to write a spec for West Wing. It's the most brilliantly written show in history of the world. Uh, Stroh's fan, I know. Me and him share the uh, the affinity. We have the affinity of loving the West Wing. It's brilliant. Um, I know that people that have don't they don't care about that at all. Are like, what are you talking about? Look, shut up. How about that? Shut up. Let's talk some baseball. All right. So, uh, what's first on the agenda? I'm trying to remember what we talked about on Sunday night. Let's talk about uh, how very positive Colin Moran and AJ Reed's spring training stats are. And we talked about this at least at some point in the last month. Oh, excuse me. Burped. It was gross. Um, we, we said that spring training stats don't matter until they do. What's the best case scenario for Colin Moran and AJ Reed coming out of spring training, both with an OPS over 1,000, I believe? Now, okay, I think A.J. Reed has much higher stakes than uh, Colin Moran does. Um, would you agree with that? Or do you, or, or do you think it's, like, it's a foregone conclusion that... See, I still think the first base platoon thing is in play. And with A.J. Reed doing a Bregman and forcing his way into at least a chance. You know how Hinch is the way he manages. The way I look at it is that he's going to make it tough. But with Moran, he's he's fighting for, what, the 40th, 40th man roster spot? I mean, I look at it as a matter of opportunity. And if you are Colin Moran, you're a natural third baseman. You were drafted as a third baseman. The Astros were looking at him for third base. And they ended up drafting, and he fell to number six. And I can't remember what draft that was off the top of my head. But but you're looking at, okay, Bregman is under team control for, what, another five years? Is that right? Uh, I mean, at least. Yeah, I mean that has to be at least right around there. Yeah, Bre- Bregman is the third baseman here from here on out. So I think everybody needs to get used to that. 
and we'll we'll talk about the possibility of that not being accurate here in a minute. But got it. But you also look at Yulieski Guriel, who is who has been anointed as the first baseman. So if you're AJ Reed, you have to unseat the thirty-seven and a half million dollar man. So what kind of opportunity? Honestly, what opportunity do either of them have? Are they playing for trade value? Or, I mean, if, if you're going to pick someone who's going to get injured, are you going to pick the 23-year-old or are you going to pick the 32-year-old who's not quite used to the, the rigor of an MLB schedule? So who has the best chance of seeing actual playing time in, for the Astros this season? Well, first off, I want to say that I don't think A.J. Hinch cares how much somebody's getting paid, number one. He, no, I don't uh, He I would don't play, I mean, and he showed, he'll play Tyler White. He'll play, he'll play anybody who is, if it's an advantage in the lineup, you know, it's a matchup advantage, or um, if they're just playing better, playing better, that's how I talk now? Better. That's how I talk now? Okay, cool. Let's just delete this episode. We're done. I'm out. This is it. I, uh, you got you got Audio my letter failure. of uh, resignation. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man, how do I recover from this? I don't know. I have to talk with better diction. No, I I think that uh, maybe Moran's playing for uh, for trade value, but I I, I still think God, the guy's such a beast, and I've talked to a lot of people who think that he's got superstar potential. If it's just honed in, he's got all of the all of the tools and the makeup of a a big time player. And if he plays like he is right now, uh, this is what sucks about having a successful and 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 deep team. And and I think that it, we all have to come to grips with the fact that we are just going to lose guys that are going to be good. And it may it may be for the betterment of the team and trade. I don't know, but guys with talent like that are not going to sit around knowing that Correa and Bregman and all these guys and Guriel are just sitting there forever. Well, Guriel's older, so Reed's a different thing. Yeah, I think I think Reed has a better chance of. I mean, I don't know who's playing for trade value, but I but I honestly think if if you're in the minors then you're trying to put up numbers to show, one, you're valuable to the team that that sort of controls you, but you're also valuable to any number of 29 other major league teams. So, you know, I, I, it's sort of, it's a weird position that I think all of us that are in any kind of employer-employee relationship, you want to do a good job. And you want to do a good job for the person that pays you, but you're also kind of marketing yourself to. Uh, n- n- I'm not a commodity like AJ Reed is a commodity, or Colin Moran, and so there's a little bit of extra motivation there that you want to prove your worth because you're out to get that paper. I mean, you're out to do. You've made it this far, you know. If if you make it to the majors, and it's for the 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 Mets or the Yankees or the Mariners or whatever do you then you'll do whatever you have to do to to reach that goal do you think that there's any sort of loyalty to the team that drafted you on behalf of the player no, no. um 
No, I think there's there's none. I think that there's there's loyalty while you're with the team and you're doing your best. And um, anybody who's played any kind of organized team sports knows that you you are very loyal to your team, but you're also out for you as well. So it, it's yeah. not necessarily traitorous to be out for you, especially when it comes to providing for your family and you know taking care of your own needs. I mean, Colin Moran, geez, what is he? What's he? Six four, two, two o five, two o something. Like yeah. six four. Something. The dude's a beast. And he's now that dude. he's now that he's hitting the ball like he's always su- supposed to have hit, he's not thinking about the Astros. And I, and it may be short term. He might be. He might be like, let me see if I can pull this off. <coughs> but um, sorry, no, you're good. Um, like, I mean, it's a, it is a business and, and, and the hardest thing that fans have to deal with is that they may love the organization they're in at the time, but they don't, they didn't grow up Houston Astro fans. And if the Texas Rangers call with this great deal and you're going to start and you're going to play for us, and, and we value you when the other team didn't necessarily not value you but didn't give you the love that you felt, it's, it's not even an option. That's why you see – I mean, that's why Johnny Damon played in New York after being a hero in Boston. It's a business, and we're the ones that take it personally, and we boo Beltran, and we boo, and we do all this. It means nothing to them. Other than they're getting theirs, they want to play and they want to win championships and do what's best for them. So, uh, I I would like to boo people just as much as the next guy, but I also know what I'm doing. It's just for fun. Like I I respect it. I get it because we'd all do the exact same thing. I'd sign with the Texas Rangers right now. Holy hell! And you would too. And you would too. And don't you dare. And all of you. If you had any ounce of talent, and the Texas Rangers were the only team, or, or they they gave you ten million dollars more, name one person that's gonna say no, thank you. I'll uh, I'll 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 figure this out. There's a Correa's in front of me, but I'll I'll figure it out. Not one person. So anybody who takes this clip and runs with it, I'm making a point. Fuck the Texas Rangers. I hate them. I'm just saying we'd all do it. Because you're all just trying to get ahead in life and make it. Yeah, I'm now thinking about like I'm I right now I'm thinking about like debt and and salary and whatnot. And if if a rival school or whatever offered me a chance to get out of that, then I I might jump. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not it's not <laughs> no, it's not bringing, per, that's why the saying it's not personal, it's business. It's like and you may even know the weight that it carries. It's like shit. This sucks. Like I know this means a lot to all these people who have supported me. And you may have a heavy heart doing it. But if going to a rival uh sets my kids up for life, then I'm going to go to that rival and it just is what it is. And I don't care about any of the fan shit. This, this, this is, is a, a way heavier this episode. This is a different business. It's, it's just like going to a different business. It's like going from Verizon to AT and T. It's not. It's not like 
we, we who's gonna give you a we better just deal? Have these. We're as fans. We're a gang, and the players in the organization are not in that gang. And you have to get used to that. Man, right? That it sucks, and it sucks. And I and, and I want. That's why we love the players that are like they're homegrown, and they're loyal, or they'll take less money. And they're like the 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 baggies and the Biggios, the guys who stay forever. That's why they are heroes. And I I don't know if that'll ever happen again, which with with the way the business is set up. But I I I don't think people should um like we can make fun of them and tweet at them and boo them and do all the fun stuff that fans can do. I'm not saying don't do that, but definitely don't tweet at a player. I mean, don't yeah, do don't that. tweet death threats or anything stupid like everybody does. But I, I'm just saying that you got to like think about it from your own from your own perspective, and 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 that just goes with everything that I'm seeing online with with politics with everything. Everybody's like, "Oh, you shouldn't be talking. You're a comedian." Well, it's like, "Well, you shouldn't be talking. That you're xeroxing papers, or you." <laughs> you shouldn't be talking. You're doing taxes. Like there's, there's like we're all wrong. We're all stupid. Like we're all just trying to make it and be happy and do good for our families. So, one of the why things am I that a philosopher I now? Think of, that's great. One of the things that I constantly think about is is how much of a relief it must have been for Carlos Gomez to go to the Rangers. And yeah, it's the it's the rival team of the team that straight up cut him. But, I mean, I'll maintain till the day that I die that Carlos Gomez was expected to be the guy that carried the Astros to postseason glory. And, he, you know, he came close in 2015, and he, he had an oblique strain and wasn't the same. But he came into 2016 thinking, okay, I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to be that guy that I was in late August of 2015 up until I hurt myself swinging a bat apparently and to be the guy that that fails and fails and fails again until the point where he's like I and I'm guilty of this I hated Carlos Gomez more than I hated whoever the opposing starting pitcher was because I knew what was coming and to to be released out of that deal and and get a fresh start and even if it's with the team that your brief stint you know, with the home team was to be told like, look, you, you, all you have to do is, is re is, is figure it out. You know, you, there's no pre You don't have to carry anything. We've got enough going on. And I hate to say this about the Rangers, but they had enough going on that all they needed was for Carlos Gomez to, to find his swing. And, and he did it. And, and I can't imagine the relief that he must have felt being with an organization that was like, hey, man, just go up and swing the bat and do your best, and if it works out, awesome. And if it doesn't, oh, well. Like, that must have been a liberating factor that led to more success rather than getting booed by, you know, 15,000 people in your home stadium. Yeah, and and we were we were really hard on him. Really hard on him. And he and, deserved uh, it. No, he, he, he did he not play it. well. And uh, But you know what? Um just watching him, you could see it on his face. You could see the pressure on his face. He he tried so hard 
on every bet. He was he was doing the swinger, the swinger. I'm, that's a, my second mis misspoken <laughs> word. The spring, the the that's springer to the knee, helmet off swings. The um, I, I mean, he hated how bad he was doing here, and I yeah. I fully I fu- I fully it, believe it that he wanted to succeed here, but also you, there's that there's that fuck you mentality. That says, "All right, I'm gonna go here, and I have no pressure." And and he played very well for them. I I, I want to point out that when Carlos Gomez got released and or was put on waivers or whatever, the way that it works is that the team with the worst record gets first dibs on that player, and and he made it to the Rangers. And they were, of course, they were really good last year and had a really good record that was completely smoke and mirrors and it will never happen again. But, but <laughs> by the way, he, that's he, funny. He fell, thank you. He fell all the way, all the way to Texas, and which means at least 20, and, and I don't know the record at the time where he was released of, of everybody, but he made at least 20 to 24 teams passed on Carlos Gomez. And the Rangers picked him up. And whether that was like a degree of shade that was being thrown by John Daniels and the Rangers towards the Astros being like, I bet we can fix this guy. And they, they did for a small amount of time. But, I mean, the Astros weren't wrong in releasing him. Like, he was one of the worst players in baseball of all of 2016 100%. in the time that he was with the no, Astros. No, uh, absolutely. And I think that... Um, well, I mean, when we originally took him on, there were doubts that he was done then. That's true. So, I mean, like, so true. I think that everybody thought it was coming to into fruition that he was done. And, you know, farewell, Carlos Gomez, all-star baseball player. We love you. We love the zest you have. And also, it's let me let me say that it's a very... New England Patriot-esque that he happened to fall to the Texas Rangers. Not that they went and won a World Series or anything, but it's a little... No, no, they won the It's one of those amount. same yeah. kind of things where they... It's like, okay. The, the Patriots seem to do that, too, where they get these these guys just slip through, and it's like, oh, I'll sign... Uh, who was the, uh, the Arizona wide, rec- wide receiver that they signed? And he was he had a DUI in Arizona. Uh, Michael, uh, I can't think of I can't think I'm of out. I can't think I of his nothing. name. I, sh- I should know this, but I've had like eighty glasses of wine. Um, <laughs> I'm really mad. I can't think of this. I'm this is but this is my like lane. But no, but it's the same kind of thing. And I think it was a little bit of both. But it was low risk, high reward. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Why? Well, yeah. Why not give that dude a shot? Because if he does. Put a swing together, which he did. He came out. I don't. I don't. I don't know the numbers, but I remember being offended by them. Yeah, I think that if you watch the Astros, and and of course the the Rangers did watch the Astros, being division rivals and whatnot, you could you could tell that Carlos Gomez's issue was mental, and if they could fix that mental side of it, then he would be productive, and he was, and. You know, maybe the Marlins didn't pick up on that because they don't give a crap. And, you know, I, I doubt that they have someone watching the Astros for every move that they make or watching every Astros game or whatever. 
And, and so the uh, the Rangers pounced, and it paid off for them. And I hope they all get crabs. They they already have nothing them. that's they already have them. No, nothing that's life threatening, but is also an inconvenience to their everyday lives. But I mean, it, sometimes that crap happens. It's JD Martinez with the Tigers. Like they just he just needed a change of scenery. What's weird is that the Astros, can you think of a change of scenery guy that has that has blossomed with the Astros? Hmm. A change Colin McHugh? Does does McHugh no. count? Uh e- e- borderline yes. I mean, he struggled in his very limited time. But he also came out of the, the majors. An absolute dominant beast. Um, I don't know. I mean, fuck shit. No, change of scenery, guys. Um, <laughs> the, the, the Astros don't well, they, well, do but that's change not, of... I, if, we go, if we go back, I can come up with some guys. But this, the... Uh, Boy, this yeah, the, the, the thoughts of this organization and the philosophy is, like, counter that. It's not even. It's not yeah. even. We don't do that. There, there are no. There are no, no risks on this. And um, and if they do, it's played so coolly that you don't even see it as a risk. It's like oh whatever. And then it kind of goes by the way of the night. So yeah, I don't even. I mean, I guess you could throw Colin McHugh there as one of those guys. Charlie Morton. Char- Charlie Morton. And he's a- Is Charlie Morton a guy? Yet to be proven, I I'd, I'd throw him there because he has mm. he had great stuff. Um, has been hurt yet to do anything. He had a I mean he's more of a the Astros are trying to realize some untapped over the course of an entire season. That's the same potential. kind of that's the same thing though. I mm, change the scenery guy is a guy that struggles. Off more off than on, but struggles for multiple years, like JD Martinez, like Carlos Gomez, that goes somewhere else and just blows up because they finally have a they finally have a breath. Well, I mean, of fresh baseball air. is so, yeah, yeah, and baseball is it's all it's mostly failure and it's all mental, and I think that everybody up there playing is. Amazing! I don't care how bad you think they are. I don't care if they are a career 176 hitter. They are 100 million times better than you'll ever be. And, Absolutely. And it's so much mental that when they when they do get that relief and they go into the right situation where they're like, hey, man, strike out 20 games in a row. Who gives a shit? That means something, and to a baseball player, you, you're looking for any little thing, from superstition to just a, even a seeing eye single that just changes everything. It's it's stupid. It's superstitious. It's it's actual witchcraft. But um, I, I fully believe in the change of scenery argument, and I think that it works. And sometimes some people are just dead to rights in the city they're in. And they're going to go flourish somewhere else, and that people of that uh, fans of that team need to just 
make peace with that. That it just is what it is. As far as Biggio and Bagwell, and then we'll move on to a different topic, but as far as like Biggio and Bagwell staying loyal to Houston, they'd already made like a lot of money by the time, not, not necessarily by the time that they had a chance to go somewhere else, but they'd been in Houston for so long and made enough money, I guess, and coming from someone who, I mean, none of, I, I don't think anyone who listens makes a ton of money. I could be wrong. But, but it, it, at some point, it, it does. You you've sort of set yourself up. You've set your family up. You've set your children and grandchildren up. That it does become about loyalty, but loyalty comes after security. No, I completely agree with that. But I also would like to say that those both of those guys also come from the very end of the era of loyalty to a franchise and. Not saying that. I mean, there were, what were the the Colorado Biggio rumors? How I mean, how retarded would that? I, I can't believe I said that. Um, that's a good. That's a good blog post. <laughs> like up. I mean, but if uh, like it's like seeing Hakeem in the Raptors uniform. Like that. It's it, it's yeah. forgotten. It goes away. Nobody cares. It didn't happen essentially. But like, how embarrassing. <laughs> To see number seven Craig Biggio playing at uh, whatever the shit stadium that is, Mile High Junior, <laughs> shit atmosphere park. I don't know what it is. Hanging curveball, ninety seven hundred feet home runs. I don't know what it's called. Um, that would have been offensive to me. So I, I I believe that they came up from the era of old school baseball, and then then couple that with your point of being secure. Um, older kids growing up here where you don't there's a certain age where you don't mess with your kids and they're secure and you make the sacrifice and the sacrifice being you make lots of money playing pro baseball but um right and then become on you know be on the be on the greatest baseball teams that the city's ever seen and and also and you're, you're a both hall of famers so yeah there's that but I also I but I don't want that to take away from the fact that those guys I truly believe that they are loyal to the city and they they both live yeah. here like they're absolutely you know, they're both you know Biggio's a New Yorker uh, where's Bagwell from up northeast as well uh, um, Massachusetts, yeah yeah well, I know I know yeah yeah so I know he's a I mean we'll give him we'll give him credit for sticking around but. By the time I, I, I believe that there was enough, and I guess chemistry goes into it as well. But there's a point where you're like, "I'm no, I'm comfortable here, and I'm not from here, but I like it." And and that's I mean I think anybody can sort of if you've moved away from home and you like the city that you're in or what you you can sort of appreciate like I I'm I'm doing all right and. If if you want me to move to Newfoundland, which is a terrible example, yeah, Newfoundland, great one, great one, lovely place, lovely place. Nothing against Newfoundland, of course. Don't want to offend our Newfoundland large contingency, but yeah, they're very rabid. But I mean, you, you you could move somewhere else, but you're like, you know what? I got kids here. This is I bought this house and. I really like it, and the fans like me, and I'm comfortable. So I'll, I think I'll just stay here, even though 
they could pay more money. Like I'm, I'm doing no, okay. People, you know, people downplay the importance of routine. I mean, I, I remember working yeah. jobs that I, I was indifferent about, but if I didn't get my Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit that was right down the street before I went and my <laughs> energy drink the exact same way, and if any of that was fucked up, my day was fucked up. So I think routine plays – routine is important for all of us, and people like structure, people like routine – and whether it's millions of dollars, whether it's playing baseball, or whether it's doing bullshit marketing for a company that you hate, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you're you're comfortable, comfortable in that place, you're getting a paycheck, your family's taken care of, and you're doing what you have to do. And I think a lot of people fall into that place of security rather than taking that leap of the unknown whether it may pay dividends in terms of more money or more fulfillment, I think people like the fact that I know what's what's what. I'm stopping at this Valero. Well, I'm going to eat this old hot dog. Um, I'm going <laughs> to shit later. And it's going to be bad. But you know what? It's a dollar. I'm on a budget. This is good. This is lunch. So it is what it is. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Maybe not eating bad gas station hot dogs, but you, we all have our own gas station hot dogs. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, and and at, at some point you realize, like, if you're Craig Biggio, then you know you can hit 250, 260 in Houston, and people are going to be like, oh, yeah, that's Biggio. Like, I'll go see Biggio tonight. But if you get traded somewhere or you sign as a free agent with the Angels or the Royals or whatever, they're going to expect you to produce because that's what you've done in the past, and there's going to be a different level of, of expectation. Not that someone like Craig Biggio would shy away from that. But but there's a, a level of like I can I can sort of age gracefully here, and not so much if I go to a different team that trades, you know that that spends fifty million dollars or trades two high level prospects for me. Willie Mays with the Mets. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's let's wrap this up because I got to go because I got I got crap S- to do tonight. Sucker. So uh, yeah. Um, should the Astros switch Bregman and Correa? Should Correa be the third baseman? Should Bregman be the shortstop? Shut up. <laughs> no. Um, no. 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 Well, you know what? Not just no. Ask Ask Carlos. Let him do what he wants. Um, if he wants to switch in the future to prolong his career, do a little A Rod thing or a Cal Ripken thing. Cool. Do it. But um, everybody needs to shut up. It's not a debate. It's Carlos Correa's world. We're living in it. When he decides what he wants to do, we'll just all go along with it. I there's no debate. He's our shortstop. There, it's not. It's not even a thing. I I I I I'm get really annoyed with it. To be honest with you. Really. Yeah. Really. It's stupid. He's. He's so the future of the franchise. He's a superstar, the future of our franchise. Not that nothing against Bregman, but he arrived a little bit light. Bregman's six months old. I don't care if he's older. Career. There's no. We're not doing seniority here. No, no. Carlos, no I'm just saying that's yeah, amazing. It, it really is, to be honest. Um, no, if Carlos Correa wants to play shortstop, 
He will play it until he sees fit that he needs to move to third base. And I, and, and I have a feeling that he will eventually. But us debating whether or not it's the right or wrong thing, like, have you watched Carlos play shortstop? Have you watched Bregman play third? What's the problem? There's no problem. So shut the fuck up. Um, I, I mean, I get the, the traditional role that if you're bigger, you know, your shortstops are smaller, your third basemen are bigger. Think Larry Wayne, Larry Wayne Jones, chipper, a bigger dude, or like a Ripken who was also a pretty big shortstop that moved and a rod that moved in favor of Jeter. But Ripken moved because of sort of roster demands a-Rod moved out of deference, but there, there's no real deference with the Astros and with Correa. I'm just thinking about, like, body type, and, you know, Correa's bigger. Maybe he's more suited for third, but I also understand your point. There's not an easy way to solve this. The easiest thing to – the easiest way to solve it is for Bregman and Correa to be like, you want to switch? No? All right, cool. I'm good here. And both of them to be happy where they are because they're both plus defenders. They're both they're both plus major leaders. Wait, hold on. I have breaking, breaking news. Position they are. Breaking news. Pat Neshek just struck out Altuve. To uh, that's which I I'm really not happy about. But I just want to say that I'm so mad. So it's uh going into the eighth inning, two one uh, Venezuela, bottom of the eighth. Anyway, I, I just saw him do this sidearm bullshit. I'm just like, you know what? Fuck this. No, but... Uh, Pat Neshek is one of, uh, as far as I know, is one of like three people to block me on Twitter. And I had zero interaction with Pat Neshek on Twitter before he well, blocked me. you know what? I feel like you're not living if you're not blocked by a sidearm pitcher. Um, <laughs> Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter is the other, as far as... There's two people, other uh, two other people that block me. Adam Schefter is one of what them. What were you doing to get Adam Schefter to block you? I manually retweeted him that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to uh, draft our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ with their number one pick, and I thought that was a good pick. And he that's blocked. That's really me. funny, actually. I don't. That's that's some petty <laughs> shit. I'm. That annoys me. That's really funny. I like that. That's a dude that sees criticism and is like block. Yeah. No, yeah, they, he had, he didn't want any part of that. Um, yeah, you know what? You're right. It's a it's with the Korea and Bregman thing. That's up to the team. That's up to them. But in my position, it's it's Korea's choice. And and I do eventually think that he will make that move. But like, they're young. They're kids. Let them. Let him do his thing. He's got range. Plays a good short. Let him play for a couple years. It's all right. You, yeah, you don't have to force no, it right it's, now. And, and they're both young, um, and it would be a smooth transition when it happens. And we should be blessed to be talking about this and be like, we could just flip two potential superstars, and and they're just <laughs> in opposite positions. So um, we'll be all right. We're the 2017 world champions. What are you talking about? It's already determined. Yeah, they wrote about right. it. Um, any final thoughts? Anything else we got? No. Can can it start for real? Like now? Yeah, great. I'm not even. I'm done with spring training. I'm I'm into the World Baseball Classic. 
they sold me. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, it's coming up. So uh, beginning of April, get ready and uh, keep listening. But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate, and that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, put your sticker stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole. Fresh today, every day. Casa